Hello there and welcome to Double Take, a current affairs show targeted at the youth of the world. So hold on to your three litre bottles of coke because this week we're talking about food fads. Way. Hello there and welcome to Double Take. Welcome. This is our first episode of 2016. And our first episode ever on live radio. So live radio. Hello there. Was a podcast, still a podcast, now also a live radio show. Now, I think we should introduce ourselves once more for the new year. So I'm Andrew McFarlane. I'm a resident here in Christchurch. Yep. And I'm Logan Church. I'm also a resident here in Christchurch. But you're an out-of-towner. Thus, I'm an out-of-towner. I'm from the glorious capital of Wellington. Oh, beautiful stuff. So we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about the very controversial topic of food fads. Yes, it's sort of been around, especially in recent years, because, you know, like fashion, food has also gone round and... We've got some really interesting things that have come out of it. So we've got um, a very special guest, our dear friend Ruby Spink, joining us later on. Yep, and we've also got, and uh, we're also interviewing top uh, nutritionist... Sarah Elliott. Now, she's fantastic. She's got some great insights on the world of food, as I'm calling it now. This is my official term. You ready for this? I'm calling it a foodscape. The (laughs) The foodscape of New Zealand. It's very good. So New Zealand's obviously known for its great landscapes, and now we've got a foodscape Exactly. And as you'll find out later on the show, there's some serious problems. Coins, Andrew McFarlane, 2016. Yeah, let's copyright it now. Hashtag that right now. Hashtag it. Oh, how cool is that? Too early in the morning for a hashtag. Too early for a hashtag. But no, we've got some great stuff coming up, and... There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff been happening in the news in this week, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. And well, I suppose we should explain exactly what we're going to do. So we're going to be taking really big topics yeah. and hopefully boiling them down to snackable stuff. Do you see yeah. that there? That snackable. Was, that was very smart. Basically, the whole idea of the entire show is um, well, it's to aim at those who watch the six o'clock news to go asleep. I fall asleep quite regularly in front of the couch. I do. And the problem with news is that a lot of it's very boring and it's not portrayed in a way that many people will understand. So what we're going to do is make it easy to understand. Or try to. Yeah, that's the key word, try. Yeah. So should we get on with it? It's time now for... I'm going to play the audio now. The News Roundup. That was real slick, Andrew. I am so proud of that. Big thank you to Mitchell, our good friend, that who's is... made these lovely pieces of audio for us. That's awesome. But anyway, this is a part of the show that we're going to call The News Roundup. Basically, in 60 seconds or less, we're going to tell you what's caught our eyes in the news this week. Are you ready, Logan? I am indeed. And your time starts now. Health practitioners say bamboo pillows could be nothing more than a pain in the neck. Do you see what I did there? The Sunday Star Times says many consumers are complaining that the pillows make their back and neck conditions worse, despite advertised health benefits. Chiropractor Hayden Thomas says people expect all their problems to go away with a new pillow or bed when it requires some expert advice. New Zealand's Air Force Chief wants to boost the number of women under his command where the ratio of men to women has not changed in a decade. Air Commodore Tony Davies used his opening speech at Ohakia Air Force Base to outline gender equality goals. This year marks 75 years of women serving in the Air Force. Leslie Jones ain't afraid of no ghost or the haters. The co-star of the upcoming all-female Ghostbusters film took to Twitter today to defend her role as a member of the paranormal crime-fighting group. Basically, she tweeted, regular people save the world every day, so if I'm a stereotype, well, so be it. And in cat news, Politicats, a kickstarter that tosses politicians' heads on a scratching post torso, I want this. now lessing your cats to share your political views. We're done, but I'm just going to keep going. Keep going, Standing this is important. at just over half a metre, feline owners will soon be able to purchase the heads of famous figures purpose-built for catch, cat scratching posts. Oh, That's a mouthful. If the kickstarter reaches $50,000, you'll be able to buy the heads of Obama, Putin, and my favourite, Donald Trump. 
Oh, now the thing I want to know is: is this just limited to cats? Because <gasps> oh, I, I don't w- care. I could quite I happily scratch the face of some politicians. I, I would love to see my cat scratching the face of certain politicians. I don't know. If you don't own name. a cat, Logan Church. I do own. I do own a cat here in Christchurch. Oh, not in Christchurch. No, it's back uh, back up home. But you know, that's beside the point. Anyway, yeah. so a bit of stuff happening there in the news. A bit of stuff happening, definitely. You're listening to Double Take on Canterbury's ninety-six point nine Plains FM. So, if you recall late last year, New Zealanders went absolutely crazy. There were stampedes and there were crowds forcing security to be boosted across the country. And what was it all for? Was Justin Bieber in the country? Had John Key pulled yet another ponytail? Believe it or not, people were going crazy for milk. I'm here to address a serious epidemic that's going on in New Zealand over the last couple of months. It's an epidemic that's hit New Zealanders hard. And yes, it is the Lewis Road Creamery Whitaker's Chocolate Milk. Okay, uh, well, you see, Kiwis went crazy for what they thought was liquid gold. And with the stuff running off the shelves faster than the homewares at Kmart... Have you been to Kmart? I have they have got some Kmart good homewares. And those homewares run. People turned to the black market... AKA Trade Me. ...where bottles were selling for more than $25. Yes, you'd think New Zealanders had caught mad cow disease, with people turning to the internet to drone on about the dairy treat. Adults? Everyone's been raving about it, so I was a little bit anxious to try it. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, here we go. Um, so I gave it a go and it was good. Yeah, it was very, very good. And kids alike. Now, I don't know about you, but I love fresh organic stuff. And Lewis Road Creamery have bring out their fresh flavoured milks. Wait a minute. Did he say, I love fresh organic stuff? Well, that's certainly interesting because a recent Facebook post from Lewis Road Creamery says that the milk isn't actually organic at all. Simply because, wait for it, it's not cost effective. Hmm, Well, this certainly raises some serious questions about New Zealanders' relationships with food. In fact, recent statistics show that almost one in three Kiwi adults they're obese. So what's causing New Zealanders to have such unhealthy eating habits? Some say it's celebrity endorsements. Cue celebrity chef Nigella Lawson. What is it with you New Zealanders? It's not yachts, mountains and Academy Awards. Now you're taking the Swiss on their own game. Chocolate. But here's the thing, Nigella's not the only one endorsing stuff. In fact, some celebrities are sponsoring their own diets. Cue Sarah Wilson, an Australian woman who's famous for the no-sugar diet and has been regularly teased around the world for her views on the sweet stuff. In order to become just like Sarah Wilson, we have to get rid of all of the foods containing poisonous sugars, like apples, wine, other apples, sugar. Sarah Wilson doesn't like to be wasteful, so we're going to take all of these poisonous sugars to the kids next door. I love it. I love it so much. So much. Okay, so we can all agree that there's a lot to be criticised about the food industry. There's endless diets, endless fads, and more importantly, there's endless pieces of misinformation floating around. So today we're asking ourselves the question, where are we going wrong? They're not going to tell you what to think, but what to think about. Okay, so this is... A massive debate within itself. Oh my goodness me. Yes. I just love, I'm sorry, Nigella Lawson. Who doesn't love good old Nigella? Chocolate ads. She's, is that your Nigella Lawson That's impersonation? That's my Nigella Lawson impersonation. It's rather terrible, but was, we'll move on. We'll move on. I think the word you're looking for was awesome, but... Yeah, okay. okay Radio, not. moving on. Um, okay. I'm personally of the opinion, and I know this is something you disagree with, mm. is that there is no such thing as a bad food <gasps> there's just bad quantities of certain things oh so i'll explain myself okay, i mean need everyone needs sugar everyone needs fat everyone needs salt 
bad in like large amounts of this is what's bad for you. Everyone needs it to function and their bodies to be mobile and doing everything yep. right. But my theory is that people who are eating too much, that's where the problem is. Have you walked into a supermarket since the 1950s? I have indeed, Logan Church. <laughs> you know I went and bought a V. Yeah. Yeah. This is giving a lecture ah, on healthy yes. foods. I would like to read you, Mr. McFarlane. Okay, please go ahead. Some of the ingredients found in some of the, I suppose, everyday foods. And okay. like, okay, let, let me just explain something. When I look at ingredients and what I put into my body, if I can understand what's on the ingredient list, I'm happy. Okay. However, when you get words such as acidity regulator 330296 glucose, I get very concerned. And guess what that is on? Please do tell. Rice crackers. Well, Mr. Logan Church, I have got a rebuttal to that argument. Uh, I'm not done yet, uh, so you have, to, you have to wait. And, okay, uh, I will give you here. one more because we're running short Here's, on time. No, we're fine. Here's some ice cream. Vegetable emulsifiers. Okay. That sounds dangerous. How beautiful. What about this? Palmolectic acid. Do you know what that is from? What? It's from a banana, Logan Church. So yes, but it are, sounds you scary. Are, exactly. You sound like every redneck, every redneck I've ever met. If something sounds scary, I'm going to avoid it. Oh, but no, I think this like preservatives 223 and high, I can't even say this, hydrolyzed maize protein. That sounds like My something like epic bodybuilders try and put in their body but will, you know, pretty much kill Logan, anyone Logan, if else. you can't say it, you probably shouldn't be lecturing about it. That's my I theory. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say to that. But I just I just think that's just bad. Like, is, is, it, is that just me? It is just you. So is anyway, me? let's bring in our, our good friend, Miss Ruby Spink. Double take. So Ruby, how are we going today? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. So, um, It'd be nice if my... Ah, there, there we are. are. The mic's I on. I can hear myself. Tickers. This is Woo. a fantastic episode. There's so much polishing going on here, technically. So anyway, Ruby, you are our resident expert. So today we're talking about food fads and yep. really alternative ways of living and results of food. So, Ruby, tell us a bit about your food lifestyle. Well, I like that you described me as a... Uh, as an alternative food guru, because I'm not I, a vegan. No, see, I am <laughs> or the, a vegetarian. Uh, the authority on the vegetarian diet. Obviously, are you? obviously. Oh yeah. my gosh. Two years. Are you in. actually? No. Are you actually not a vegetarian? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. Before we continue this conversation, what I just want to do one thing. Okay. Oh, Logan's running off for those of you at home, and he's putting on a leather jacket. Ah. So if you needed a good insight into Logan Church's character, I think this has probably provided it That's for you. That's all right. I'm ready for my um, vegan and vegetarian uh, debate. Okay. So, Ruby, tell us a bit about what actually vegetarian means, because it's different to vegan, isn't it? Yes. So vegetarian means not eating meat, but vegan is more a lifestyle, so you don't eat any animal products, um, meat, dairy, eggs, and you also don't wear leather or... Um, <laughs> But look how good it looks. <laughs> that's the Logan. I mean, I mean, that's your those. opinion, Logan. And my opinion <laughs> I mean, is obviously right. Uh, Ruby and I are just going to gang up on you for yeah. this whole <laughs> five-minute conversation. Okay, so let's talk about then some of the ethical reasons that you chose for veg You know, you went towards that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was uh, doing a debate, and I had to do all this research on how animals are treated in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to give up meat, don't do any research into it. The, the the day I did all that research was the day I stopped eating meat. Here's a problem, though, with not eating meat. And I did some research on this as well in okay. preparation for this. Oh, goody. This, yeah, oh, goody. Don't sound so depressed. Vitamin B12. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. It's, what uh, is it? It's a vitamin that, that is you true. could get from uh, putting Vegemite on your toast. Um, 
the interesting thing though is that you do not get you do get a little bit of b12 through some like through that through supplements but b12 is very commonly found in meats and b12 is important for the everyday function of your cells and especially your brain and you can only really get it from me an interesting study a study at the university of wisconsin showed that 92 percent fallen asleep in the last nine no, no yeah just wake up 92 percent of vegans are deficient which in my mind and my scientific conclusion is that's bad okay i'm gonna pause you right there because I'm the mediator in this conversation yeah. is it your right to dictate whether that's a bad thing isn't it a personal choice Ruby's not no no, no it's not it. a personal choice it's in this case it's okay. a health problem no see the thing is is that I believe in uh, New Zealand and Australia and England yeah. we are we are made to be vegetarians because you can get all the vitamin B12 you need from Vegemite or Marmite <laughs> So basically, it's, how much Vegemite and Marmite do you eat? Ruby uh, went to the supermarket. She's hoarding. Tub a day. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you you just put a little bit in and, and you're good to go. Um, it's generally people in like in India and, and other places where they don't have access to uh, Marmite or Vegemite. Yeah, you know. So are you saying that spread. New Zealanders and Australia are far the vegans and, and vegetarians in New Zealand and Australia are far healthier than the vegans in the rest of the world? Okay, well think about it in terms of the, the fact Brits that have got Marmite. Can yeah. I remind you they've got yeah. their own version and it's disgusting, but oh, they've got it. it. It's yeah. horrific. It, it's, oh, what's it it's called? All like it's syrupy. like if you wanted to lick a battery, that's what the taste would be in my opinion. Oh yeah, yum. that's um, not nice. So yeah. Well, so basically, in a lot of the world, it's not the ethical choice people become vegans or vegetarians it's um the the lack of money to to finance meat has become very expensive and not just meat but most dairy but there's an interesting uh, i'd like to raise a point on this if say everyone in new zealand decided to become a vegan or vegetarian like tomorrow oh it would it would cripple out it would destroy the economy and have you seen the movie the big shorts well see the thing is is you 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 live through the 2008 recession with housing market with the housing market you, you can't, We're going to have it with beef. Can see, I just, the, the thing is, you can't change that overnight. But it's one of those things that we'd have to slowly... 13% of New Zealand's oh. export revenue comes solely from beef. Okay, okay, okay. We've obviously got two very Lamb, different opinions uh, also here. There. Logan, shush, shush, shush. Oh. I am the mediator. But basically, we can see we've got two different opinions there. So we're going to leave it for today. Oh. But thank you for fighting on here. Yes. And thank you, Ruby, for coming on and giving us a, another perspective. You've been fantastic. You have been fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Logan, debates aside, I have brought in a top nutritionist called Sarah Elliott, and she's going to give us her professional and expert opinion on the whole debate. So how are we going, Sarah? Hi, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. Okay, so Sarah, before we even get into the nitty-gritty of this whole entire debate, what is your definition of a food fad? It's basically a collection of rules or conditions around food that people have to follow, uh, certain trends around food, uh, anything that kind of fits that profile. Do you think they've become more common in recent years? They've certainly been around for a while, but uh, we, we see them escalating in uh, extreme viewpoints around food, but they have been around for a while, but I think that they've actually become more common these days. What are the main problems with these fads? So we certainly have an, uh, a diabetes epidemic, a type 2 diabetes epidemic, so we have uh, increasing numbers of people being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes every day. Um, we also have an obesity epidemic as well, which often go hand in hand. And we have uh, a lot of people becoming very worried about 
what they should be eating and losing sight of what normal eating is. So what are some of the contributing factors? We have a lot of people, uh, particularly through social media, who are pushing certain opinions around food that perhaps aren't quite as educated as they should be. So they're coming up with a lot of rules around food and uh, certain ingredients that you must eat. And I think that the social media side means that there's a lot more exposure to certain viewpoints around food, which means that people are more able to access certain viewpoints around food. Okay, so because of that, do you think youth are more easily targeted? Um, We certainly do see the youth following extreme fad diets, and this often leads to what we call... Uh, It's a condition called orthorexia, which is the obsession obsession with having to eat the perfect diet. And so I see quite a number of uh, young people in my clinic who are really worried about the quality of the food that they eat, uh, social situations, they avoid certain um, going out with friends because they're worried about what they might be eating. So we do see that, but we also see it in the older generation. And I have highly intelligent people come to see me who are confused about what to eat, what's the right Um, foods for breakfast, what should I be snacking on, what foods do I need to avoid. So it's certainly not just in one population or age group. I'd say particularly in the youth because they're more susceptible to um, the messages that they see being bombarded on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, There's a lot of visual messages being, being shown. So what can youth do to make better assumptions about food? I would say choose the people you follow and uh, pages that you like, blogs that you read wisely and make sure they have balanced views around food. And even if you do read those, making sure that you have a discerning eye using your critiquing ability as to whether it sounds right or not and always trying to get a balanced view from somebody who's registered or, or accredited. Would you say then advertisers are also to blame? Yeah, food manufacturers and advertisers will jump on board latest trends. So you see drinks with chia seeds in them and uh, a lot of products with quinoa advertised in them, even if it's only 5 or 10%. So you'll certainly see products and advertising for foods that are following food trends. Okay, Sarah, so earlier on, Logan and I were having a bit of a fight. We'll call it a debate, but it was really a fight. And I'm personally of the opinion that there's no such thing as bad food. There's just bad quantities of certain things. Logan's on the other side of the argument there. But Sarah, in your professional opinion, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, look, I believe that health comes from mental and physical health. So you have to have a healthy perspective around your food, not just the foods that you put into yourself. So that's really important. But secondly, you're correct. There is no bad food. There's just poor eating habits. So we have to look at your eating patterns as a whole and just ensuring that the majority of what you eat is uh, healthy and nutritious and that sometimes you can have some fun with your food. Well, some very, very wise words there from Sarah Elliott. Oh, yes. She's fantastic, she's isn't she? She's awesome. It's great to have like someone actually knows what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> we do not. <laughs> I think what Sarah said, though, about social media is so important, but also, you know, very, very true. I think it's yeah. so easy to come across something on Facebook and go, well, that's true because it's on the internet. And I think that a lot of people are promoting these lifestyles and diets. And really, how do we know 
that they are reliable? How do they know what they're talking about? That's the question I think people need to ask. And I think a very broad answer to that would be research. So if you see something on Facebook and you go, wow, that's kind of cool, I think, to be honest, just chucking it into Google and seeing what people say about it is actually a very simple solution. I think it's really about doing that and then figuring out what works for you because everyone's different, I suppose, and um, the movie cliches are just spilling out. You should be writing the fourth high school musical film. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Anyway, we've got our friend Ruby back just for a quick quick joke. So Ruby... Ruby wanted to tell a joke and she didn't get an opportunity. So come on, hit Ruby's going to tell a joke. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to build it up to it so it best be good. All right, go. Okay. How do you know if someone's a vegetarian? How? How Ruby? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Oh, you're <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh. Yeah, sorry. Was, uh, <laughs> just something from old Papa Spink there. Logan was, and I sounded like the twins from The Shining there. Was my oh, laugh too convincing? Was my laugh too convincing? No. No, oh, <laughs> yeah. thanks, Ruby. Yeah, oh, convincing's gosh. the word. But yeah, I suppose whether you want to follow a vegan lifestyle, go and do it. If you want to be a vegetarian, go and do it. And figure something that works for you. Go to the supermarket but know what you're getting and that's important because everyone is different like for me i found out last year that i was gluten free really that hasn't gone very well for me and i have what is your daily consumption of gluten i've eaten about a whole loaf of bread i'm not going to pay for it today but tomorrow are you about to blow up like a marshmallow let's not get too descriptive but yes really messy um But that's the thing, everyone's got different diets and it's about finding out what works for you. Whether it's going to make you inflate like a balloon or not, that's up to yeah, you. And make a mess everywhere. Oh, okay, too much information. I, I, I did that, I went there. But hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget you can find our past episodes on iTunes and you can follow us on our Facebook page. Yep. And there's a lot of interesting stuff coming in the future. So I guess um, until then, we'll just see you on the flip side. You can find today's episode on iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as at plainsfm.org.nz. For more information, check out the Double Take Facebook page.